We're back on the Reviewing the Brew podcast for another week. Dave Gasper, along with Matthew Dwoskin and Dairyland Express site expert Paul Brettel joining us this week. Lots, lots to talk about. Brewers baseball is finally back in the last week's edition of the podcast. We were just approaching opening day, and now opening day has come and gone, and we've got several regular season Brewer games to discuss, to talk about, to analyze. A lot of things going on. Paul, Matthew, uh, welcome into the pod, first of all. Uh, the first... Happy for, week. We're about five, five and a half games in. The Brewers are in the middle of playing their second game against the Reds right now as we're recording this. So we've got a little bit to talk about here. And kind of the kind of the biggest thing over the over the first couple of days, maybe not the biggest, but one of the biggest, Orlando Arcia has gotten off to a slow start once again. What? Yeah, he he's been on the Schneid, hitless in his first sixteen. When, but David, when it's when it's two seasons, is it a Schneid? Isn't it just sucking? Okay, Matthew, Whoa, I don't need that. Nice that August and September and I'm October. Sorry, uh, wait, 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 David, I, I didn't get off to I didn't get off the proper start. Hang on, hang on. All right, right, right. Forgot. Open it. Goodness. Come on. Uh, no, that's uh, that's ice in a glass. It's it's whiskey tonight. Oh wow, whiskey instead of beer. Interesting. I ran out of beer. Ah, uh, yeah. The, goes with the change up. Yeah, that explains last <laughs> week's podcast. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So. So anyways, Orlando Arcia goes like 0 for 16 to start the season. But earlier tonight, well, earlier here on Tuesday night, Orlando Arcia comes up with the clutch three-run jack off the jacked Michael Lorenzen, not Jared Lorenzen like I did say on Twitter earlier. I get them confused from time to time. I don't know how. Do you know what Jared Lorenzen's doing right now? Is, that is, is he in the AAF or because I know no. the AAF is disbanding? No, he he got her. Okay, the the only reason I know this is because I, I did a bit of consulting for, for a website a while ago. Jared, <laughs> okay. Jared I, I'm not joking. Jared Lorenzen got a job with a copier dealer. I can I could I could tell you which one, but I don't want to like shame him. Um, okay, I can tell you his exact job title in about ten seconds. The only reason I know is because I, I, I named Director of Customer Experience is the Hefty Lefty. Wow. <laughs> I did not um, need to know that much about Jared Lorenzen. <laughs> the, the only reason I know is because I did consulting for the website, and I, 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 I helped them out with, you know, with, their, with, with some, some other strategy, believe it or not. Um, the guy is a born leader with an incredible work ethic. His desire to make his community a better place is why we wanted him. Always great content here from Matthew Dwoskin on the podcast. I know what Jared Lorenzen's <laughs> up to. If you if you need a this a is like Ler- this is like when you found um, uh, what's his name's LinkedIn. Oh, the the mediocre prospect, Matt Gamble. Was that Matt, was that Matt Gamble? It was Matt. Oh no, no Matt Laporta, the fat guy. Yeah, Matt Laporta. We, we found Matt Laporta's LinkedIn. Yeah, one of the other times. That was quality too. Yeah. So, anyways, Orlando Arcia hits a clutch three-run homer, and I saw this a lot on Twitter over the past couple days, just people really kind of bashing on Arcia, gets off to another rough start, he's not hitting that well, 
And I, I wrote an article yesterday. I, I was I was basically preaching it. Be patient. RCA has to be patient at the plate, and the Brewers and, and their fans need to be patient with RCA. I mean, he's 24 years old. He's he has potential at the plate. We saw it August, September, October last year. The talent is there. It's just a matter of getting it out of him. And Paul, we finally saw some of that come out of Arcia tonight. Yeah, I'm a huge Arcia fan. I know he struggled at the plate. And like you said, his biggest issue is he gets he's he's not patient. He'll swing at anything outside of the zone. Um, just doesn't always have the best eye at the plate. But like you said, the potential's there. And I mean, what's the alternative? We can look at like Mauricio Dubon, who potentially could step in and be a good player. But is that going to happen right away? We don't know. He doesn't have any big league experience. He's coming off of the torn ACL. He missed some of spring training with the, you know, his stomach flu virus, whatever he had. He's running into some bad luck. But the grass isn't always greener. And if, you know, Arcia, this slump reaches out another week or two, maybe start having that discussion, just sit him down and give him a rest. But I don't, I think you, like you said, you just got to give him some time. Absolutely, Matthew, and, and you, you, I mean, you don't, you don't want to hear what I have to say. Oh, I don't. <laughs> I, I think I, I'd I, love to hear what you'd have to say. I, I think they're kind of stuck with them until and, until they can find something better. Um, really? I. What else? Who else? You gonna you know? Yeah, like you know, like Paul said, there's, there's really nobody else you can you could toss in there every day. He needs to play every day if he's ever going to get better. Right. So, you're kind of stuck with him at this point. You know if. It, 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 at this point, as long as you know it, it doesn't carry over in, into the field, I, I, I think anything you, you get out of, you get out of him offensively is a bonus. Yeah, I don't know what it is about the guy, but I, I love him. And just the energy, the, energy <laughs> the, the youthful personality. Just, yeah, yeah, he's just so fun to watch. I just, well, I want him to succeed. He's so, so fun bad, to watch he's defensively. So fun to have out there. Yeah, exactly. when, when he's making plays out there in the field, he's so much fun to watch. When you watch him at the end of the gauntlet, you know, giving guys hugs. You know, he's so much fun to watch. When you watch him at the plate, it's not that much fun. No, it's it's, it's really not. I mean, you're looking at him, it's like, that is clearly a curveball headed towards the dirt. What are you swinging at? <laughs> Who else could pull off a dab with Ed Cedar? Not many people. No, that that is very true. And I, I think another thing with Arcia is that because of that, like, youthful personality and just, just kind of like, the energy that he brings, I think he might be considered somewhat of a glue guy in that clubhouse. Like when the Brewers ah. sent him down last year, like the team just, there wasn't as much energy there in the clubhouse, partly because RC was missing. I mean, he's one of those guys. I think even though he's struggling at the plate, you got to have around the team. So like a demotion to AAA wouldn't really help the, the big league team that much just because of what it does to to the clubhouse. Even though he's a young guy and, and most glue guys are, are generally veterans, but I don't know. Matthew seems disgusted that, that I suggested this. <laughs> yes. I don't. Okay. You know, you, 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 you never hear about bad teams that have great clubhouses, you know, it's, it, it's, you, 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 it's never. Oh man, we you know we we finished sixty two and a hundred, but man, what 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 a tight group of guys, 
you, you never hear that. It's always, it's always, you know, you know, winning brings teams together. You know, it's not. I, I don't, I don't know that I necessarily believe in the, the you know, the, you know, the glue guy with the positivity in the clubhouse. You know, I, I think you have good players. They win games. They become closer. Yeah, but I mean, I think it's also yeah. part of that that clubhouse culture that's really kind of contributed to the Brewers winning ways. I mean, yes, it's obviously getting good players. You get Christian Yelich and Lorenzo Cain, your team's going to get better, you know, but mm-hmm. it's funny. It's funny how the, you know, yeah, the, the, the clubhouse and the win total both got better when those guys showed up. Yeah. But I, I think it's also a part of where like you have guys that because of that clubhouse culture and just, just kind of because of the positivity, they also play better together, and some maybe of the more, you know, average level players are are playing above the, their normal level okay. be, because of the the that sort of culture that they have. You know, in, in, in you know who had a great clubhouse in twenty sixteen? Who? The Cubs. Okay. You know who had a crappy clubhouse in twenty nineteen? Who? The Cubs. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. What's, the, the, what's 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 the difference? You know, one year they go to the World Series, the next, you know, and last year they lost game one sixty. The difference is all those guys are old now. Well, yeah. not all of them. John Lester's now old. Um, they have Cole Hamels now. He's old. Well, he Jason, was old before. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I get where you're coming from, Matthew, but I do think what David Stain can elevate the team. Okay. Like, yes, without the clubhouse. You know, say they're not as tight as they appear to be. I do think that gets them a couple other, you know, a couple games here and there. Whereas if I do, rather than if they weren't tight, are they still a good team? Of course. Are they still a playoff team? Yes. But I I do think that that comes into play. I mean, these guys spend so much time together over the summer and spring that if they didn't get along or, you know, there was a riff in the locker room, I think that would show. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, they're also paid millions of dollars to be there. I mean, well, they're also well, people. They're okay. people, though, too. Yeah. Okay, but still, I mean, you're 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 paid to be a professional. I mean, I, I, okay. Can, can we just take a little bit of a? I, I just kind of want to take a case study here. Look, look at the Mariners oh from last season. Great the clubhouse. Ma- no, because like the Mariners no? were doing well in the first half, and okay. there was, I think, in like July or. Or August or something, there was like a fight in the clubhouse. Like there, I think it was like what? Gene Segura and someone else was like getting at it. The clubhouse like went at each other's throats. Like these guys were all like blaming each other. And shortly after, like shortly after the All Star break, the Mariners torpedoed. They they started playing terribly. The clubhouse culture was just so awful. And now the Mariners had to sell everyone off and rebuild. So. I think clubhouse culture plays a bigger role than what you're saying that it does, Matthew, in my opinion. Okay. It's not everything, but it's something. Exactly. It's not going to take you from an 80-win team to a 100-win team, but, you know, it might take you from, you know, a 90-win team to a 95-win team. You know, it it could just get you a couple extra, even, even just that one extra. As we saw last year, that one extra win yeah. can make all the difference. Fair enough. Okay. All right. Oh, and uh, as as we close on the Arcia conversation, he's swinging at curveballs in the dirt. As we uh, <laughs> well, he had he had one good at bat. Yeah. 
He's good. I'll for a take week. that. You know. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll just take the three-run homer, and we'll just we'll just call it a day. And anything after that's just a bonus. <laughs> uh, fly ball to the warning track. Caught though. Oh, good uh, contact. So close. Oh, mid contact. Yeah. <laughs> so through um, through opening weekend, we had a lot of exciting games. There were a lot of exciting things that happened in just those first four games in that Cardinal series. The first oh, yeah, game, first, first game, Mike Mustakis home run. Christian Yelich home run, a Yolis Chassin home run. Oh my goodness, that was that was a lot of fun to watch. I, I was at that game on opening day, and you could tell like that that crowd was pretty electric, like more electric than normal on opening days. I feel like, and just with, with Christian Yelich and, and with the way that game went was Matthew's enjoying his whiskey over there because I'm apparently just rambling on and boring him. But (laughs) And then the end of the game, Lorenzo Cain saves the day with a beautiful home run robbery. And frankly, I don't think I could love Lorenzo Cain or Christian Yelich more than I already do, but here I am (laughs) loving them even more. Aww. That game, that game encapsulized the 2018 season. What do we have? Yolisha Sheen gets the win. Uh, Lorenzo Cain makes great defensive plays. He had a diving catch too. Christian Yelich is your MVP, yeah. and Josh Hader comes in for two strong innings, gets the save. Like that was 2018 in a nutshell. Was game one. And the Cardinals are losing. That was also 2018 yes, in a nutshell. It's <laughs> <laughs> quality. That's true. And then the the second night, um, Paul Goldschmidt just ran over everybody. Uh, that was not as fun. Um, yeah, I did. Did did you see the curse that I put on Diamondbacks GM Mike Hazen? Yeah, I did see that. Curses don't, curses aren't real. All right. Well, anyways, I tried to curse Mike Hazen by saying I hope that every single chocolate chip cookie he thinks he's biting into. Turns out to be an oatmeal raisin cookie for the rest of his life. Every single time. I like, I like oatmeal raisin cookies. This We've explains two, a lot about Matthew. I like learned, chocolate chip cookies too. But. We've learned two things about Matthew tonight. He doesn't believe in curses or clubhouse chemistry. Oh, I, I, and I, he I likes delicious. oatmeal raisin cookies. They're delicious. Uh, are they have good you for your had, colon like, like or something? Cookie? Have you ever had an oatmeal cookie with chocolate chips in it? It's wild. No, because I, I don't like oatmeals in my cookies. Sorry. More for me. <laughs> Fine. You have those. I'll have the real chocolate chip cookies. I, I didn't say I didn't. I like chocolate chip cookies, too. I mean, you, oh, good. Not, they're, they're, they're not like mutually exclusive. It's not like if you like one, you, can, you have to hate the other. <laughs> I, I enjoy cookies. I like snickerdoodles. Oh, yeah. I, I like peanut butter cookies. Those are, those, you those see, are that's prime. weird to me. That's weird. Peanut butter cookies are weird to yeah, you. Yeah, they're really oh. dry. Oh, not if you make them right. Well, okay. <laughs> I mean, you, you could say the same for a lot of things. Uh, well, anyways, uh, so then the third game against the Cardinals. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. 
What what happened there? That was that that was another bunch of home runs. Um, of course, that's all they do. That was, that was Travis Shaw home run. That was another Christian Yelich home run, because obviously. Um, and then in the ninth inning, Josh Hader, good morning, good afternoon, good night, to all three hitters, an immaculate inning from Josh Hader. And frankly, I'm surprised this didn't happen before. And I can totally see Josh Hader having a lot more immaculate innings throughout his career, sure. just with the stuff that he has. Absolutely. Do you, th- you guys think too much is getting made out of that he, every, every pitch has been a fastball? I think so. I, I think it's getting made too much of it a little so. bit. I mean, yeah, I mean, Mariano Rivera, what he throw? He threw his fastball or cutter, whatever it was. It was five yeah. percent of the pitch. time. He threw yeah one pitch for fifteen years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. and it was pretty good. No, I I don't. It's it's early in the season. You know, it there's there's no sense in. And racking up, you know, and tossing a ton of sliders like this early in the year, especially when the fastball is clearly working. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he doesn't I mean, even need to mix it in there. No, he does. Well, <laughs> I mean, I mean last was, night there was some good contact as he caught some of the plate, but I mean, for the, he still let it strike but, out. Yeah, but he was also throwing like ninety three, ninety four yesterday because it was like thirty one <laughs> yeah, degrees. Cold. Yeah. yeah. Plus, I don't think he got that much time to warm up in the bullpen. Before because it was just kind of the Yelch double, the Ryan Braun double, and then ending over and and you're in, you know. And I don't think he got up until the Yelch double, so yeah, that's probably true. But so, yeah, he gave up a hit and had 16 pitches in the inning, world's ending. Yeah. <laughs> Why isn't he using a slider? It's like, well, still doesn't really need to. And I mean, <sighs> no point in showing it to hitters if you don't have to. Uh, like mm, like exactly. the first time through the order for starting pitchers, they don't they don't show all their stuff. They try to get by with just kind of two, or hopefully just two, maybe three pitches, and then they'll work in another one or two pitches. You know, the next couple times through the order, just to keep it fresh and, and keep it something different for hitters to see throughout the rest of the game. How dominant is that, though? The batter knows what's coming, and they got no chance. And it's, like, right <laughs> down the insane. middle. Like, it is right down the middle of the zone. It's, like, belt high. like And they That's still insane. can't do anything with it. Unreal. Jose Martinez came close. But Lorenzo Cain said, not today. Ooh, Suarez just hit a solo shot off Guerra, 4-3 crew. Oh, well, that's that's not fun. Well, let's, uh... Bad news, I'm sorry. Meh. Only Brewers scores from now on will be announced. <laughs> okay. I suppose so just to Especially try to not RCL bring down the mood. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so, and then the final game of the Cardinals series, Corbin Burns gets a start, and he was dominant that first time through the order. Three innings, nine strikeouts. Mm-hmm. And then he ran into a little bit of trouble there in, in the fourth and fifth innings, um, but he made it through five innings, twelve strikeouts. I mean, this guy Corbin Burns throughout the season. I, you guys obviously know how much I like Corbin Burns for this year, but we do. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know. What did you guys think from Corbin Burns' start on Sunday? I I think it may actually made a pretty good case for him to go back to the bullpen. Wow. All right. Yeah, fighting words over there. 
Why? What's wrong with what's wrong with the bullpen? Corbin Burns is not uh, of the three young pitchers that the Brewers have in that rotation. I think Corbin Burns is the least likely to end up getting moved back to the bullpen. I, I disagree with that completely. I mean, he was no, he, we've seen him be good in the bullpen. So from one start, you're ready to move him back to the bullpen, where he struck out twelve guys in five I, innings. I, I'm, aware, I'm aware of that, but <laughs> um, you. With the way he was pitching early, as opposed to the way he was pitching late, it looked like he, he looked like somebody who who would work better out of the bullpen, who could come in, air it out for one or two innings, and then you know, go sit down. I I, to, I completely disagree. To to work. Okay, he's and got you're, a you're to, he's got a five pitch disagree. arsenal. It doesn't matter. I, I still think he's more effective in small doses. Mm. 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 I, I I don't see it. We saw it last year, David. This this is the guy that even after what Josh Hader has done, like the Brewers came out and said 100%, this dude's going to be in the rotation. He's okay. got the stuff to be in the rotation. He's got the durability to be a guy to be the guy in the rotation. And because they gave up two home runs. You're ready to throw him back to the bullpen. I think I think he he would make more sense as a reliever for this team right now. Mm. Paul, what, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, um, what are your thoughts? <laughs> well, um, I think he's best in the rotation right ah, now. Ah, thank gonna, you. I'm not going to go off of one game and really. Like David said, there's two home runs. So, you know, it was, it was a couple pitches, you know, throughout the game when otherwise he was incredibly dominant. Um, but I think that could be expected early on from any of these guys. They are young. This is their first time, you know, really being full-fledged starters in the rotation where they know they're going to be there from week to week. And honestly, we should expect an inning or two like that from all of them, especially Freddie. He's a really high-variance pitcher. Mm-hmm. But – um, I think Freddie is going to have the highest highs, lowest lows. Burns is going to, you know, Woodruff's going to be more steady of the two. And then Burns is going to have some highs as well, but his lows won't be as low as Freddie, if that kind of makes sense. I mean, yeah. They're all going to have their variance, but that's kind of how I see them. The outings that we got from them, I think, are pretty are what we're going to see as a whole. That makes yeah. Sense. Yeah. Freddie had his issues in the first inning. But he, he settled down for a little bit, then got into a little bit more trouble in the fourth, I believe it was, and had to get pulled. Um, Woodruff, five innings, two runs, 100 pitches, you know, pretty solid inning. Not mm-hmm. efficient, but still solid. And Burns, dominating for Burst and just a, a yep. couple of mistakes, you know. But the offense ended up making up for it in the end with who else but Christian Yelich. Coming through with the walk-off double. Oh, man. I I was on the road. Like, I I was driving back to lacrosse at that time, so I only heard Euchre's call of it on the radio. But I watched the video video afterwards, and, oh, man, that was intense. Bader Bader came close to blocking it there in the gap, but Mm -hmm. just bounced off. 
And what about Gamble just to get all that started for him? He's going to play a big role this year. He's yeah, gonna see a lot. Yeah, he's he's going to see a ton of playing time. He really is. Yeah. I, I mean, Braun's ceiling is what, 120, 25 games? Yeah. About, yeah, probably. Low Kane, you know, he's going to be 33. Maybe he doesn't play 140 plus games this year. Yeah. I think I think Gamble's going to get a lot of a lot of playing time. I mean, he is tonight. He's doing all right. So. Yeah. Um, just just my final word on Burns, if you don't mind. Okay. All right. Let um, it rip. If uh, this is something to watch, you know, for the season because he's going to continue to be a starter. Um, Fangraphs, uh, they you know do a f- fantastic job, but they you know compile really detailed splits on guys, and one of the splits they offer is time through the order. Okay. So it actually com- com- compiles stats for his first time through the through the batting order, his second time through the batting order, and his third time through the batting order. As it stands right now, do you know what his ERA against the, the first time through the batting order is, David? What? It should, it should be an easy one. Something very low. Well, it's zero. Zero. Okay, so you're looking at this season's stats. Go <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, so you're going order, off one start. I... That's all I have to go on for now. But it's so 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 I, you're David, basing your first, second, David, third time through the order. David, David, <laughs> if, if you're going to interrupt me, I'm going to finish that sentence. <laughs> so, as I said in the beginning of my statement, this is something to watch as the season goes on. Mm. Okay, so right now, zero first time through the order, zero point zero. Okay. Uh, second time through the order, 9.0. Third time through the order, 27. Okay? So right. keep, you know, go to fan graphs, look at his splits, keep an eye on, on the time through the order numbers, and that'll tell you if he has a future as a starter or as a reliever. All right. I wonder if fan graphs has that for his minor league stats. Does not. Nobody, okay. nobody cares. Okay, well, because I think his minor league stats would give him, would give us a large enough sample size to really kind of make some sort of determination on it. Yeah, but it's, it's minor league stats; they're garbage anyway. I mean, we could wow, we could, we could well, they are. Okay, um, so you call I, minor league stats? You call the past couple years of minor league stats from Corbin Burns garbage? But we're going well, off one game minor, here. No, 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 no. I'm calling minor league stats in general kind of garbage because they don't really matter. I mean, I think they matter a little bit and towards the team determining what a player is capable of doing in the big leagues. Okay. I think with all three of these young guys that fans just need to have, you know, just try. Exactly. They're, they're all going to get roughed up. They're going to give up their, you know, three, four run innings and it doesn't have to immediately be, you know, go sign Dallas Keuchel. As long as Dallas Keuchel's out there, there's going to be people on Twitter. Well, true. There's going to be people on Twitter that are calling for it. I'm just losing my but pen I know Freddie had a rough start, but he doesn't need to go to AAA yet. It's it's okay. It's just part yeah. of the process that they're going to go through. And if you don't think Stearns and Council and everyone else in the organization knows that, it's yeah, just how it's going to be. Yeah. Once Jimmy Nelson is ready to come back, then we can have the discussion right. on who should get sent to AAA. But, yeah. So there's there's a report earlier from Adam McAlvey. Uh, on on the topic of extension talks, because it is extension palooza across baseball right now. Earlier today, Herman Marquez with the Rockies signed an extension. Um, Randall Grichik signed a five-year, $52 million extension with the Blue Jays. He got more money than Herman Marquez. 
I would not. How Marquez get? He got like $43 million over five years, I think. If I had to choose who I'd give more money to between Randall Grichuk and Herman Marquez, I would choose Marquez. I'd just keep the money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fair enough. Fair enough. That's effective strategy as well. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I, I, the, the, the Grichuk one, that, that I, I, I don't understand that one. That's a contract that I'm just like, really? Yeah. I don't. Damn it. I, I, um, you know, I, I, I yeah. kind of wish we all went into baseball. Yeah, it's like you, you know, could have e- you could have easily used that money or saved that money to give to Vlad Guerrero Jr. instead because he's probably oh, going to be the one that to, ends up getting it. You don't have to pay him for a couple of years, but either way, I mean, Eloy just, Jimenez got his giant contract before yeah, he got called up. True. So, um, but and, you know, he's worth every he's worth every penny. Oh yeah, of course. Ronald Acuna got a huge extension, eight years, a hundred million. That's very team friendly for the Braves. Good for him. Well, yeah, he also gets a hundred million dollars. Yeah, but I mean, that, it makes sense for both sides. The team gets a friendly deal, and these kids are, you know, twenty three, twenty four. I mean, someone says, "Here's fifty million. Of course, you're going to take it. You'd like to bet on yourself, mm, but with injuries no. and stuff like that, you ne- you never know." Yeah. Mm. Plus, you're you're then waiting. Sense. You're waiting longer to get that money because I mean, you you'd have to wait until 2021, 2022 at the earliest right. to start getting a little bit paid. And with what we've seen in free agency over the past two years, you don't even know if you're going to get paid well when you get to free agency. So, and then if you sign, yeah, exactly. And then if you sign that deal at 24, for example, for five years, it's up. You're 29. Boom, you do it again if you've you know if you've performed exactly. Yeah. So you get a second bite of the apple, yeah. So now the question that all of us are wondering is, when are the mm-hmm. Brewers are going to get involved in this extension Palooza here? And according to Adam <laughs> McAlvey, it's not going to happen. <laughs> according, he talked to David Stearns. Stearns is basically kind of downplaying the whole thing. He doesn't really like talking extensions midseason. Um, he, he doesn't have any ongoing extension talks right now with any of the Brewers players. He's got well, nothing great. cooking on that stove. So wow. now our new question to wonder is, why? Mm-hmm. Why aren't the Brewers getting involved in extension Palooza? You, you look at the roster. You got, you got some obvious extension candidates. You, you look at Travis Shaw. I mean, Christian Yelich, everyone wants to sign to a lifetime contract because, I mean, look at the guy. Um, Josh Hader, um, I've seen a bunch of guys throw around. Um, even guys like Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff, I've seen people asking for extensions for um, as candidates. So, and I don't know. What do, what do you guys think? Paul, why, why do you think the Brewers aren't getting involved in extension talks right now? Well, I don't have it right in front of me, but any of those guys that you listed, while they are all worthy of extensions, are any of them in there last year or even nope. last two years? Sure. Shaw, well, Shaw's, he's got three, like, it's through 2021, so two full seasons mm-hmm. after this, but yeah, we're okay. still, like, just in the beginning of, of this third season here. Mm. Yeah, so I think, I don't think Stearns, I mean, this is my interpretation, I don't think he meant that we're just not going to do it, I think, for this year, just because none of the star players are close. I mean, it would be very player-friendly to do it and give them that money right now and those guarantees, but they also have a lot you know, on the books the next couple of years too. So looking ahead and maybe wants to keep some flexibility to sign some more big names next year and the year beyond could be part of it as well. But 
I think they'll do it at some point. It just may not be this year. And also Stearns is one to keep it close to the vest. So That's maybe true. they are having those talks as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. Matthew, what do you think? Matthew? Um, yeah, I, you know, GM's discretion, you know, they've, they've got their budget set for this year. I guess they, you know, they, they simply put, they, they're not looking to do extension. You know, it, it, it just doesn't, yeah, I guess like Paul said, it just doesn't make, it just doesn't make sense to the team at this point. I, I think it would makes a lot of sense to extend Shaw. Um, I'm kind of surprised he's not, you know, he's have an agent who's pushing for it a bit harder. Um, but, you know, what, what are you going to do? I mean, uh it's 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 kind of just where the Brewers are at right now. I don't I don't think they're going to get in the extension Palooza. You know, they're not going to be signing, uh, you know, Ben Gamble to a five year, fifty million dollar deal. <laughs> yeah. You know, sadly, you know, Junior Guerra is not going to get his, his four year, forty eight million dollar payday. Yeah. Um, you mean they're going to let Thames walk after this year? You think? I would hope so. <laughs> yeah. You, while we were yeah. recording this, he had a pinch hit at bat. He's up to seven Ks through nine at bats on the year. Oh. You talk about some painful. I know Orlando Arcia has some painful at bats, but Eric Thames, oof. oof. Oof is right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I mean, Travis Shaw did say. You know, he's, he said, I'm open for business when, when, it, when he was approached about extension talks. So <laughs> he's, he he's open to the idea. Um, yeah, I bet he is. Hey, yeah. I am too. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, like, like he, he loves it here. He'd like to stay around. And I mean, he's, he's clearly a really good player and, and he succeeds in Miller Park. Um, I, I think I talked about this last week, trying to explain why. Uh, the Brewers aren't extending Travis Shaw, and I think it's I think it's because he like he's going through arbitration. So if they signed him to that extension, it would probably mean new money for this season, and he's getting four point six million this year. And if they gave him an extension, he'd probably get bumped all the way up to ten at least, and that would kind of eat at some of the payroll flexibility that the Brewers have right now to get guys in July. Or just, I mean, they're already stretched pretty thin. But well, next, you can, you can front load, back load deals as you see fit. You know, you could, and and now like maybe like this year's salary would be locked in. But either way, like what I'm trying to say is they probably just don't want to do it now because it'd just be that much extra um, strain on this year's budget. But you'll, I mean, if Travis Shaw hits another 30 home runs this year. Next year, his arbitration salary is probably going to go up to at least $10 million, you know, somewhere around there. And that's when it starts getting more expensive to just go year to year with him. And if you sign him to an extension after this season, you know, sometime next spring, you know, you give him that 10 to $15 million a year, whatever deal, and, and just get that sort of cost certainty. Because Grandal will be off the books, Moustakas off the books. Uh, Chassin off the books, and there will be some more cleared payroll. So the Brewers might try to wait for a Shaw extension next year when his arbitration goes up and makes him more expensive, and it's another year closer to free agency, one one less year that they'd have to buy out, and it it just seems to make that much more sense to do it with Shaw after this season, if that makes sense. All right. It does. Okay. You talk me into it. I can't, I can't disagree. 
Now, Yelich, yeah, on the other take... hand, <laughs> everyone, everyone wants a Christian Yelich extension. Everyone. But four years left on his deal, yeah. and he is at the height of his powers right mm. now. Mm. He could ask for 30-plus million a season, and the oh, Brewers yeah. could have nothing against him to, to say, no, you don't deserve that. So trying to talk to him about it now, I mean, that's, it's going to be very expensive to, to keep him around. And especially with him Brewers being won't on, be able to. Yeah. We're well, I, I hope they'll be able to. I, I hope he loves the city enough to want to stick around. Right. I'm just saying if it gets into a bidding war, that's like that's, that's where yeah. I'm Yeah. Like, like when you get to free agency, they probably lose right. him. Yes. That, that's why you got to yes. sign him to that extension before. And, like, I, I've been saying, you know, somewhere between, like, 25, 30 million a year for Yelich. Paul, do, do you think it, it'd be somewhere in that range to, to sign Yelich to an extension, 25, 30 million a year? Yeah, I think that's more than fair. I mean, look at Hyper, Harper, and obviously Yelich has outplayed him, but he has the name, and it was free agency in the open market. What did he pull down? Roughly 30 33 somewhere in there well so, harper was actually like 25 million ish a year because he went he went the extra years the 13 years 30 million instead of 10 million or 10 years and thir- oh. 330 so okay gotcha. i think some of harper's also deferred no no deferred money really yeah it was the nationals that wanted to defer payments until like 2072 when they're <laughs> offered a harper and that's why he decided not to go back to him because he's like, I don't want to get paid till I'm sixty. What is this? I'm not Bobby Bonilla. Why not? But, yeah, that'd be a fun. That'd be a fun check to cash. Yeah, yeah but if, but if you Dan, get three hundred thirty million before, you don't need to cash anymore. I suppose, but even you know, I mean, either way, he's going to have a robot body by then. So, uh. but to answer your question, I think that's <laughs> twenty-five to thirty is a fair amount, and I think I think he likes it here. And I think he would be willing to sign that. Yeah. I have no idea. What do you be willing to sign? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, okay, so the Brewers signed Ryan Braun with four years left on his on his deal to a five-year, $105 million extension. Yeah, back when, like, $21 million was, like, an impressive sum. Yeah. But, and that was also before Braun's MVP campaign. Now, this will be after Yelich's MVP campaign, so the price... Mm. Obviously going up. Um, so I could see, like, if the Brewers went a five-year extension from when his current contract would run out, and they'd probably start it after 2021 because that 2022 season is a club option. So he'd probably just kind of get that option knocked off and just start the new guaranteed money that season. Mm-hmm. So if you do five years, I, I could see upwards of, Maybe $150 million over those five years. That's, that's $30 million a season for Yelich. Now, I, I don't think the Brewers are going to start those kind of negotiations right now, obviously. No. I mean, you can it's start that. Or, you can start those in like a year or two when he starts getting closer to, to free agency. But I, I think something like that is, is definitely something that the Brewers would consider to, to keep Yelich around. Absolutely. Now, obviously, the key to any Yelich extension is kind of starting that money 
after 2021? Just because if if they do it for any of these next two years, what what happened, Paul? Game over. Game over. Hater came in, walked. Hater came in, walked the first batter, struck out the next two, and then a foul fly ball caught by RC. It ended. Yeah. Nice. Time time to do a little victory screech. <laughs> uh, people have been missing my uh, my victory screech tweets. I I'm glad people remembered that <laughs> from last year. So, but yeah, um, where are we? Yelich. All right. Uh, yep. <laughs> yeah. What do you guys think about it? Five year, hundred fifty million. Like, cause oh yeah, I was on um, starting it later because. For these next couple seasons, they, they kind of need that team-friendly salary in order to afford a strong enough team around him like to, to build that team around him to be World Series contenders each of those seasons. Okay. Uh, my, my take on it is this. What, what year does Ryan Braun's contract come off the books finally? Um, next year. Next year. That's when, that's when you're going to see y'all sign the extension. Yeah. That, that, well, that's when you're going to see the Brewers open talks when that money comes off the books, I think. I mean, I, I don't know if it's like, cause like you could sign it to sign him to it now, and that money still wouldn't start until after twenty one, so they'd still have that money available then. Mm, but, but yeah, it, it depends on if Yelch wants his current contract ripped up and then he starts over with the new money this next season. I, that's pretty rare. I don't you don't see teams do that very often, especially sure. small market <laughs> teams like the Brewers. I think. <laughs> I think you you know if anything you'll see the extension you know the uh, the option years get bought out, but I don't think you're going to see him just get like a, a brand new contract. That's that would be a I would I would I would legitimately be shocked by the Brewers doing that. You know just oh hey, yeah. You know what you you don't make enough money. You know we we have this deal. Let's just tear that up, pal. Yeah. No. They. I mean, I'm sure Yelich's agent would push for that, but. There's no way Stearns would do that. It'd be like, no, we, we start the new money here when we have money, you know? I, I That's how I think it's going to go down. You know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, there's there's no there's no urgency to send him to extension this year. He's not going anywhere anytime right. soon. Yeah. Um, I think that's Stearns' mindset with most of the team right now. I think so. At least for this yeah. year especially. Yeah, for this yeah. year. You know, the, he, he knows none of the core members are going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. So... I mean, you know, just like like looking at the impending free agents. I mean, Chasin, he's not really an extension candidate. I don't think. I mean, he's he's pitched well, but I I don't foresee Chasin. I I know Matthew's very upset over here. <laughs> I'm not. No, I'm. I'm just. You, I'm, you I'm, got I'm, the big I'm, sigh. You know. I'm contemplate. It's my contemplation sigh. Right. So <laughs> I, I very I similar think, to the disappointed sigh. Yeah. No, that's 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 the that's during the Orlando Garcia conversation. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I you know with Justine, I I like Justine a lot. I think he you know he he's really been like an anchor for this for a rotation that really hasn't hasn't had one. Yeah. But I I kind of feel like he's replaceable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially with Jimmy Nelson coming back, um, with, with, with lot, Corbin with Burns establishing from, yeah. himself in the rotation, not the bullpen. <laughs> or the bullpen. I said not the bullpen. <laughs> I said or the bullpen. <laughs> or Brandon Woodruff establishing himself in the rotation, or Freddie Peralta establishing himself in the rotation. So, mm-hmm. I, and, and you got Zach Brown coming up. 
Um, you get there. There are a bunch of options for the Brewers going forward. You know, to keep them young, and I think that'll extend that competitive window more when they stick with these young guys and if they work out, obviously. And then you got that young, homegrown rotation, then that'll keep them competitive beyond the the current twenty twenty two window. So that that's where like Chasin, like I like him, but. You know, he'd be taking up a spot that, that could go to someone that's probably a, a bigger part of the future. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Fair enough. Yeah, no, I agree completely. All right, so we are coming to the end here this week, so let's get to our mailbag segment. Uh, a couple questions that came in. Um, we got a couple here from Anthony. Um, if the crew were to sign Keuchel, who is the odd man out in the rotation? Hmm. Well, <laughs> well, Davies is the easy answer to start. Well, yeah. then we assume Nelson's back, so we got to pick one more, right? Yeah, I think I, if I'm picking Freddie, yeah, I, I'd pick Freddie too, probably. Um, <laughs> Matthew, do you want to? I'm chime not in or do we? I'm not, do we know I ain't saying nothing. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, and it'd still be like a month or so until Keiko could even join this rotation, anyways. Um, and then his second question, should a hater name his fastball, and if so, what should it be called? Oof. Oof. That's a good question. I mean, that's... I got my response. Uh, how about just something simple? Smoke. Smokey. Smoke. Smokey Smoke. the bear. Smokey. Smoking <laughs> <laughs> uh. cheddar. Um, haterade. It's kind, of, it's kind of a Wisconsin theme on it, you know. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Dose the old haterade. Yeah. <laughs> Give him the old smoking cheddar. <laughs> High cheese. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. No comment. That's a good uh, <laughs> no, what, should he? Should he? Should he name his fastball? Probably not, because old reliable. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Um, probably not because, you know, it, it, at some point it's not going to go well for him. Yeah. Cause okay. then it's just well, going to become a lose. joke. It's, it's, it, yeah, it'll, it'll be cause gone. then like if it gets hit by someone for a home run, it's just going to be turned around yep. for a joke. And then you know, oh, there's old reliable again. Yeah. Well, no, well, you know, old reliable ain't I'm, so reliable this time, is it? I've, I've yeah. seen, I've seen major league too. I see how this turns out. So I'm just going to have to know. <laughs> Old reliable, more like old unreliable. I can see the Twitter jokes already. Yeah. <laughs> well, he just say, he just like say to somebody if you, if you get a piece of this, you get to name it. Yeah. And then, yeah. All right. Um, final question here. Okay. Uh, Vinit wants to know why Hater is throwing fastballs only. Well, I think that's just because he he doesn't have to throw a slider. He can dominate with just a fastball. There's nothing okay. wrong it's, with a again, slider. Again, it's it's also it's still exceptionally early. Um, you know, there's no sense in, in racking up those miles on his arm in April when he's probably going to need it in September, October. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's probably just a maintenance thing at this point. Just um, you know, because you know, David, you were a pitcher. You could speak to this. Yeah, uh, uh, I didn't have a good slider uh, you know, at all, but. Oh, really? I had a great one. Oh, um, yeah. 
<laughs> no, the, the, nah. you know, the, the slider, it, it takes a lot out of your elbow. It really does. You know, you know, especially with, you know, the angle and the way you have, to, you know, the, the way you have to, you know, twisting motion. Um, it puts a lot of torque, additional torque on the elbow. And I would rather not see him exert, you know, go, you know, exert himself that much early on in the season. Especially, especially after we've works. already lost Corey Knable to an elbow injury for the entire season. Correct. Last thing we need is our only healthy dominant bullpen arm to go to. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I mean, if you can dominate with just the fastball, dominate with just the fastball. Don't need to throw the slider until hitters show you that you need to throw that second pitch. And they haven't been able to tee up his fastball that much, so if it ain't broke, don't fix it, you know? Agreed. There you go. Well said. Done. Yeah. All right, so that will do it for this week's edition of the Reviewing the Brew podcast. Matthew has to get out of here. Uh, he's got some important things to do. So hey, old man business to take care of. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, got, got to go get a hip replaced. That <laughs> <laughs> was last week. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was last week. Uh, um, no, uh, before we get off the before we, we get off the air before we end the podcast. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we should mention we've got a uh, new writer starting at reviewing the brew. Oh yeah, we do. Soon. Yeah, another Matthew. Um, what do you know? Yeah. Hey man. <laughs> you know. Um, do, do we have a last name for Matthew? I didn't. I know the nickname. Matt. Matt. Matt Carroll. Yeah. Right on. So I think this is our fourth Matthew at the site. We've got myself, Yeezy. And Long, Matthew Long, also Matt in the Long. in the RTB Readers versus Writers Fantasy Baseball League, That's right, um, is. which is not getting off to the best start for me right now. Me neither. My team is. I was. <laughs> I, I I'm I'm playing Keaton. Don't yeah. I hope he's not listening. Uh, I'm 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 getting. <laughs> I'm I'm getting. He's he's like, it, dude. It's it's. I I can't wait wait for. The, I'm, I'm glad it's week to week and not like. You know, full season. You know, it's it's a weekly league, not a, not a full season. Not, not a roto league. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, so I can just you know get through this week, finish it, beat you next week. Oh yeah. Uh-huh, and then, sure. And then move. Well, apparently after this week, it's not that big of an accomplishment. <laughs> so. Right. I had um, the twelfth pick in the draft. Okay. I would have killed for the twelfth pick in the draft. I, I, My first I love... pick was Lindor. And Lindor's out for the first month. And that was your mistake. You know who I've had to put in my lineup in place of Lindor? Orlando Orlando Arcia. That has not worked (laughs) out. No, you do that because you're a fanboy. No, because I did that because he was the only guy that was an infielder on my bench. I, I could I could point to five different shortstops on the waiver wire that are that are, are better fantasy players than Orlando Arcia. And my well, fantasy baseball league with the last pick, I took Orlando Arcia because I am a fanboy. Is he still on your roster? Heck yeah, just hit a home run. He wasn't yeah. starting though. <laughs> for, for, Dang for it! Everything, yeah. I need a little I need a little consistency before he gets the starting lineup, but still on the team. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. So we'll we'll get that figured out eventually. Whoever got Christian Yelich in the league, I forget who that was. They're they're living it up right now. It's yeah, yeah it's not bad. Man. Yeah. So we'll continue to watch Christian Yelich uh, go hog wild over the NL Central pitching staff. 
this entire season. And after this series with the Reds, Chicago Cubs are up next. Ooh. That's oh, going to be a big Cubs series. Cannot, oh, that's going to be oh. – Did you see – so th- Go ahead. Did, did, did you see the video from the game last night with the uh, circus music and the six airs? David, I sent that to the group chat. I was talking to Paul, but yeah. Damn it. Well, wait a minute. Wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's yeah, two of us here, Paul. Paul, did, did you see that in the group chat? Yeah, I did. Did you see who posted it? Uh, I saw it was Matthew, but I'm not sure which one. <laughs> Good answer. Good. That's fair. Yeah. No, th- that, that, that was a great video, Matthew. Thank you for sending it. It was. My, my it, it really got my it really got my Tuesday morning off to the right start. It, it really did. Did you re- did you retweet it? I did, okay. and I said did, it did got put, my Tuesday morning off to the right start. Did 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 you put a, a witty caption in front of it? Yeah, that, that that was the whole quote tweet and the the witty thing saying this like this got my Tuesday off to the right start. You know, you uh, you, you you still you. you, you Dude, you're stealing all my all my my social. You could have tweeted it out yourself. You have the same <laughs> access as I do. I, actually, I I was I was in the phone with customer service all morning. I, all I all I could do is share it in the group and hope that this is why I'm here to help pick up the slack. <laughs> yeah, because some of us have day jobs. Yeah, and some of us have classes. Deal with it. All right. <laughs> So before we get too much into our personal lives, let's call it an end to the podcast here. Thanks as always, gentlemen. Yep. Glad to have Dairyland Express co-expert Paul Brettel on the podcast with us. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. We appreciate it, Former RTB contributor. Moved on up to to big boy role here at Fansided. Yeah, bigger than us. Yeah. Covering all things Wisconsin sports. We we should be going on his podcast, shouldn't we? Yeah. Do you guys have a podcast over there? They don't yeah, we do a Dairyland Talk. All right. Well, if you ever yeah. need a, a Brewers guest over there, or uh, guests, or guests, <laughs> let us know. Of course. All right. So we'll be back again next week uh, with another edition of the Reviewing the Brew Podcast. Uh, we'll have Cub Series to talk about and. And a lot of other things. Who knows what will happen here in this next week. A lot of good baseball to get to. The season's just beginning. We finished game six tonight. And there's a lot more fun ahead of us in the next 156 games of the season. So, long way to go until we reach October. But it's going to be exciting along the way. We'll see you next week on the Reviewing the Brew podcast.